see him walking among the churches and observing the churches. And he's still doing that. He's still the Lord. This morning, I just want to share a couple of scriptures. Luke 18, 1. And this is where Jesus was told him a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. And so, you know, we read about the end times and, you know, those who endure to the end shall be saved. You know, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their life unto death. And so there's a need of perseverance in the end. As we see ourselves approaching that time, we need to know there's, there's spiritual forces that will wage war against our, our dedication to God, our commitment to him, and will attempt to pull us back. And so we need to draw near to God and be resolved to stand with him and stand with one another. And at the end of that parable, he, talked, he was talking about people that pray and not give up. And he says, I tell you in verse 8, that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And some translations, will he find faith that always prays and never gives up? Hallelujah. And so we make it our firm resolve to be people of prayer. And we take hold of the Father, we take hold of Jesus in a living connection. And we're not just praying to him to, to do things, you know, in requests. But, I, but we, our prayer unites us with his purpose and we're committed to his purpose. And he will take care of us. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 in the TPT <laughs> I keep forgetting uh, Passion Translation. Let your joy let joy be your continual feast. Amen. And then we translates always be rejoicing pray, praying unceasingly in everything be giving thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When I was in Bible school I remember one of the teachers was saying that he had a friend that was an evangelist and he was holding a week of meetings and all the way through the five days of meetings he kept saying on Friday night I'm going to have a personal word for you. Everyone who comes here I'm going to have a personal word for you. And so he kept promoting it, promoting it and he read this verse on Friday. Always be rejoicing. Pray unceasingly and everything give thanks. That was his word for each of them. <laughs> yes. Amen. And you know, Jesus, he anoints us by his spirit that we would be people of prayer. And the more we pray, the more we're committed, the more intimacy we come into with him. Amen. I supposed to do announcements or just? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wednesday evening we're doing 
beginning our school ministry, 7 o'clock, be meeting here at the church, but also on a Zoom meeting. We're going to try a corporate meeting with both of them. So I really encourage you to join. And we'll be looking at the book of 1 John over the next number of weeks. And uh, some of the things we'll be looking at are, you know, the our ministry and our personal life flow together. We minister are the overflow of our personal heart and our callings kind of fit into there. And so we're looking at the dynamics of both of those and to be growing in the Lord. And so I encourage you to join in with us and uh, I'll send you a Zoom, re- a Zoom address if you're uh, wanting to join us. Seven o'clock and kind of an interaction, hopefully, thing, type thing, and let's just grow together and have fellowship. Amen. Okay. So now let's pray over our offerings here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are the supplier corporately as a body, but also individually. I thank you that you're able to make all grace abound towards us and having all sufficiency at all times, we may give to every good work. I thank you, Father, as different needs show up in lives, I thank you that you're extending your hand, you're sending your angels to gather and to influence and to bring prosperity. I thank you, Lord, that this principle is working today no matter what's happening in our world, give and it shall be given unto you. I declare it, we, we believe it, and we, we stand with your word, Father. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. And then I do have a few other announcements quickly here. Um, this Wednesday, we'll be having another touch point in teaching like we have on Wednesdays. And I uh, invite you to join us for that live stream at 10 o'clock, or you can watch it later also. And then um, something coming up this week, Faith, Family, and Freedom Rally. Tuesday, September 15 at 6 p.m. East Paul Bunyan Mall parking lot. And uh, there will be a meeting and greeting of candidates for office at 430 and uh, someone we know well, uh, Minnesota State Majority Leader Paul Gazelka will be there. I think probably a main speaker. And that part, I think, would be more like 6.30. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. And then, also coming up, we have a night of praise and worship. October 9, Friday, here at TCC. Tim and Kathy Pomp and a team they'll be assembling will be leading that. That's at 6.30. And then um, a hello from the Dudleys. Wanted to ask me to especially give a hello to all of us. Um, we continue to pray for them. Our church family did give them a, a financial gift here recently, and they wanted to say thank you for that as well. But just we just continue to pray for them at this, uh, well, cr- 
crucial time in their lives, I guess we would say, put it that way, you know, praying for them as they're continuing to deal with grief and some things with Mathis's passing. We remember Darlene, you know, there's a number of people we could mention here, you know others, but I'll just mention Darlene Colson. She is in Havenwood now. Uh, a direct connection we have there is through Julie, because Julie works there. Uh, and so she does have a phone number, so I don't have that with me, but uh, she doesn't. Yeah, she. it's actually a new one, but we, we can get that. If you're interested, ask me and I'll get it to you. And then, you know, we say hi, hi because I think Darlene's able to see this as well, as well. So, uh, and then mom, my mother, let's continue to pray for her. She's been dealing with some cancer came against her in her body. And uh, uh, she's in her 95th year of life. You know, so she's been here a long time. In a lot of ways, she's ready to go. In fact, she told me that before this, she even any of this even happened. You know, she, she says, the Lord wants me here. This is where I want to be at. And I got the sense last October that the Lord put in my heart that she'd be here a while because I didn't know how long that would be. That's when we have our Seek the Lord time. It's around the first week in October always. And um, But she's believing. She's standing on the Word. I'm sure some of these songs really spoke to her again this morning. Uh, th this has really been a lifeline, this life stream for a lot of people. It really has. And uh, some of the words of those songs, I was thinking of her course the thing of waiting on God and then for the victory and then of course we know we all have ultimate victory we have eternal life none of us here are going to live a real long time anymore not more than a hundred years for sure and really in God's timetable that is pretty short you know how long he's been around don't even count it in years. I mean, it's way beyond that. I mean, he is, he is, he was, and he always will be. He is life. And he's a person, three in one. Father, our Abba Father God. Son Jesus, who became flesh. God in the flesh. Jesus showed us what God is like. Jesus is God. You want to know what God is like? Jesus is what God is like. You want to know what Jesus is like? Read the Word. He is the Word become flesh. Eternal life. Eternal life. You probably have loved ones that are 
there already on the other side. You know, we sing that song, I can only imagine. And that's true. You know, the older I get, the more people I know that are over there. Joyce talked about her mom this morning. She had that picture, what was it, a vision or kind of a vision you saw. Sometimes we have those glimpses into that next realm. We see into that next realm. It's like we see, and there's different levels of those visions, of course. Pastor Dean had one here last week. And I really put weight on that. Uh, I asked him to write it out. I asked him if he could write it out for me. And then he sent it to me, and then... uh, And then he took that, and then he, I think it's about 20 minutes or something, he shared more about it. And somehow we'll get that to you. Maybe we can send it out on our, in our announcements. You did already to everybody's email? Okay. And if you aren't on the email list for getting things like that, or maybe you're listening from somewhere else, um, just how should they get it? What's the easiest way? Just to email? Okay, just call the church. That could be 218-586-2960 and then ask for the, to get on the email list and we'll get you, and then we can get you those things. Uh, we put a lot of things on Facebook too, but not necessarily everything. So anyway, those are some announcements that we have there. Plus, announcements plus. For getting in the Word this morning for a few minutes, I'd like to start at 2 Timothy 1. And this is TPT, the Passion Translation. My mom introduced me to that, I don't know, a year ago. The book that my mom wrote, she references this a lot, TPT, the Passion Translation. And you know, there's something about it that's good, uh, even like in your devotion time, to use different paraphrases or translations sometimes. Like the last year, my year of reading, I was using the New American Standard Bible, which I like. But now I just started say, well, you should do that January 1. You know, just start or start over or start anew and afresh whenever, you know. But I, I just started now the Message Bible. And I'll be saying, Joyce, look how this puts this in here. I mean, it's like it's new. You know, we can get so used to hearing something or reading something that we just let it go past without really grabbing it. Let's not do that. But anyway, 2 Timothy 1, starting at verse 8. So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment. See, Paul wrote this from jail. There probably aren't. Is there anybody here that's been in jail for preaching Christ? 
Gus, were you ever in jail? You were? I was wondering. We'll have to hear about that sometime. Well, you're, you know what Paul was experiencing then. Did you write any letters when you were in there? <laughs> we should get those letters. <clears throat> but overcome every evil. Now that's quite a statement in itself, isn't it? Is that possible? To overcome every evil? What is evil? Evil is bad. Evil is dark. Evil is bad versus good. It's dark versus light. Bad. Devil, bad. God, good. Everything with God is good. Even some things that we may think are hard, they're good. Even things with the devil that we may think are good, they're bad. And he's the deceiver. He's the one that deceives. But it says, but overcome every, say every, every evil by the revelation of the power of God. Revelation. What's that? Revealed. Something is revealed to me. Or what has been dark and I couldn't see, the light has come onto it. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of every one of us that is here today. I believe, if not, please come and see us at the close of the service and get born again. Come to the light. Come to the light. Come to the light. Because Jesus is the life that brings light into the world. Revelation of the power of God, the power, the Almighty, that's the word dunamis. You say, well, I know I've heard about that, I've read about that, I've studied about that, I know what dunamis is, it's like dynamite power and all that. Jesus said that we would receive it when we receive the Holy Spirit. Here again, let's grasp it anew and afresh. Let's be those vessels that are fresh. Last week we talked about the wineskins that get old and brittle and crusty and can't receive the new wine. Let me tell you, in this day, there's lots of new wine coming. There's lots of new wine coming to the body of Christ. And we want to be vessels that are ready. We want to be vessels that are ready to receive. And some of that's even the word. The word, just a word explosion in us about things in the Bible that maybe we've read them 30, 40, 50 times, but now all of a sudden, wow, I got it. I got it. I'm experiencing it. I know it. I know it. And I'm going to act 
and live like I really believe what this says. Not acting and living according to my body, the flesh and the world and the things it tells me. Revelation. The Lord told me in April, he said, and this is when this COVID thing was just kind of really getting rolling in our minds and whatever and, and affecting us. He said, I am bringing you to a new place of revelation. And then I, I think something in me was doubting or whatever as he was saying it. And then the next thing was, it is there. In other words, it's there to be had. It's there to be had for you, Calvin. Arliss, Dane, Becky. It's there, a new place. Someone in prayer meeting this morning was praying, new levels. What was that? Arliss, what was it? New levels of what? Praise? Higher level with praise and, and praise and worship in the word, whatever. Uh, that so witnesses with my spirit. It is there. And then later on, it wasn't at that same time, but it, I don't know, it was a few days later maybe, revelation of who, what, who and what we are and what we have in Christ. And we could say revelation of the power of God. That's the power of God for your situations, your life, Herb, for you. Revelation of the power, almighty power, star-creating power, sun-creating power made available to us. Hallelujah. And then verse 9 says, He gave us resurrection life. Resurrection life. There again, we've heard that so many times. He brought us life. We've heard it so many times. And it is a basic, but it's, basics are important. You know, this is the opening day of football, right? Vikings playing the Packers. That's quite an opening. There was a guy named Vince Lombardi who was, I remember him way back. He was uh, coach for the Packers, and he's one of the greatest coaches. In fact, the Super Bowl trophy that we have today, or that they give to the winning team of the Super Bowl, it's called the what? What? Vince Lombardi Trophy. And... Uh, 
know if I actually looked that up to confirm it, because I heard Jerry Savelle. I was by my mom, and uh, she was watching. She's just in the Word. She's, mom is in the Word. She's watching TV, you know, along with Judy's there a lot. Shirley's there a lot, maybe right now. But uh, she just just getting the word. She's just getting the word in her. But uh, Jerry Savelle was talking about Vince Lombardi. And he was going over things that he had gone over so many times. And he says, I know there's some of you out there saying, I know this, I've heard this so many times. But he says, if we're going to be victorious and overcomers, we have to have the fundamentals down. And he talked about Vince Lombardi. And then, so I looked it up myself. And then this is what a little quote said, that Vince Lombardi, repetition until the players got it. That's what he was known for. Repetition until the players got it. The basics over and over. I know that that was true of Kenneth Hagin, someone that I've, and I still do, I still listen to him a lot. He's, he's in heaven now. But he would go over those same things over and over and over again. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. But um, here's a quote concerning Vince Lombardi. He took nothing for granted. He began a tradition of starting from scratch. This is like with a new team each, what is it, summer training they have? Or spring camp or whatever it is when they start getting ready for the fall. Assuming, he started from scratch, assuming that the players were blank slates who carried over no knowledge from the year before, he began with the most elemental statement of all. Gentlemen, he'd be standing before his football team. Gentlemen, he said, holding a, a pigskin in his right hand, this is a football. <laughs> if we get to a place where we think we know it so much, we're in not a good place. I mean, we, if, we, if we think we don't have to continue to be in the Word, the washing of the water of the Word, oh, we need it so much. You need it so much. I need it so much. Every day. Savelle, when I was watching him with Mom, he was saying that. He says, I, I just have to every day. I've got to get in the Word every day. I've got to get it. And there's lots of different ways. There's so many ways these days. And I've gone over them before with us. But, you know, we, of course, have our Bibles that, that, that we have, that we can read from, which is probably one. There's different ways and there's different things you glean and different kinds of revelation, I believe. That, that just helps. You partake of it different ways. It's like it's, it, it's presented in different ways. Like food can be presented in different ways. Like a potato 
make french fries or scalp potatoes or all gratin potatoes or whatever. But we have the Word. We have actually what I like to do for my devotions. Like now I said I'm listening to the Message Bible. Well, it's, right, it's on my iPad. And I have a guy reading it to me and I read it at the same time. That's my devotion time. I, I mean, that's my Bible reading time of my devotions. But then we do have teachers online. All kinds of options and opportunities online. And we need to make use of those. We have these services online. Now like this, you can listen to it again. John every week has it on audio. You know, that's something you can get it right on your phone, then you can have it in your vehicle. You can listen on your way to work, on your way back. That's the word. It's getting in the word in us. It, it takes, I think that was Savell again. He said that it's, I don't know where he got this from, but this is what he said. If you hear something 15 times, there's something about it, 15 times. I know I've heard if you go 21 days doing something or not doing something, it, it breaks a habit. But he said there was something about hearing something 15 times. But anyway, so important. But what we're talking about here is he gave us resurrection life. And we've heard it before. This is the Zoe life. And he drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good that we have done. A lot of the songs brought that out this morning. Did you catch that? But by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union. Do we have that? I think we should have that put up there. Let's, let's just read this together. He gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good we have done, but by the divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union. Amen even before time began. A lot to meditate on there, isn't there? See, union, that's part of life. Union. Death is separation. Through Jesus Christ, we have life. We have union with God. We have abiding in God, abiding in the vine, we're united through Jesus. We are brought together. I used these magnets a few weeks ago to talk about I had them reverse poles and, and uh, how they won't go together. And that's how the shield is around us 
that the Lord has put around us to it's his almighty power keeping us but if one of these represents us one of them represents God through Jesus Christ we have union with him We have union. Without Christ, we don't have union. And we're separated. And see, in God is life. In God is life, Zoe life. And that's what this life is here. It talks about in verse 9. He gave us resurrection life. Let's go to verse 10. This truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus. There's new places of revelation for you and for me about this Jesus. Maybe for some, it's an initial unveiling of who Jesus is and a thought, I want to have Jesus in my life. Maybe it's somebody out there listening. But maybe it's a much higher place, a much higher level of experiencing him, knowing him, having the light just turn on of this is who Jesus is. The anointed Jesus. And then the next verse or words, our life giver. Ooh, yeah. <sighs> he is our life giver. And as we abide in him, John 15, abiding in the vine. He's, he's the vine, we're the branches. As we abide in him, we're going to have life. We're going to have life. He's the life giver who has dismantled death. And again, think of death Think of life as union. Think of death as separation. When we talk about physical death, we're talking about being separated from our physical bodies. That's physical death. When we're talking about spiritual death, it's our spirit being, who we really are living in these bodies, and that's what happens when we die. Our spirit is separated from our body. The real me. But when I receive Jesus as my Savior, I come to him, I call upon him and say, I need you as my Savior. I believe in you, Jesus. His Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, comes within us and makes us new creations. And he gives us eternal life. Zoe, the God kind of life. And we are in union with him. But see, spiritual death is separation from God and all that God is. That's spiritual death. And that is not good. Because God in him is life. If we're separated from God, 
we're really, you've heard the phrase walking dead men or walking dead women. We aren't in life. We're already in death, spiritually. That's what happened with Adam and Eve in the garden when they sinned. You can see the wages of sin is what? But the gift of God is zoe life. I use the word zoe, that's the Greek word for life in the New Testament. But you see, God said in the day that you eat of this forbidden tree, you will die. Well, some may say, well, they didn't die right away. They lived how many hundreds of years? They didn't die physically yet. They died spiritually. They were separated from God. When we're separated from God, what does the Bible say? God is what? Love. What is the fruit of the Spirit? If we're separated from God, we're going to be separated from true joy. If we're separated from God, we're going to be separated from true peace. So are you abiding in the vine? Are you strong in the vine? Are you staying strong in that vine? Having the flow, the life flow, that comes from being in the Word. It comes from fellowship. It comes like from being together like this. Times in His presence, it stirs that thing, the life of the vine. It stirs it. So we are so looking forward to the day when we can all be together here again. Because separated from the vine, we're separated from life. And actually, our fruitfulness, we're not going to bear fruit. Not good fruit. Just bad fruit. If we're separated. But in union with God, in his life, we're going to be in union with peace. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Some may say, well, I've got peace. I've got tranquility. Not as the world gives, Jesus said. This is a peace that passes understanding, that goes so deep. And it's part of that life of God that comes forth, the nature of God that comes forth. The Bible actually says that when we were in Christ, we become partakers of God's nature. Partakers of his nature. And death begins to be dismantled in our lives. And it touches every area. It'll touch our spirit, of course, first, where we become new creatures. But it'll also touch our minds. And as our minds are renewed by the Word of God, 
That's how they're renewed, getting this word in us. They come in line with our spirit too. And then our body will fall in line with that. We are to present that as a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable, which is our spiritual worship or our reasonable service. The life of God flowing forth in our beings, touching our minds, touching, transforming even our emotions, our attitude in the day, our presence in a room, in the workplace, in the home, the life of God coming forth. What's coming forth in our lives? Have you been abiding in the vine? Have I been abiding in life flow? Uh, this summer I had a, a, a pepper plant that was really tall, or it, was, it got really tall, and I thought, wow, that's gonna, it's, and it does have good peppers, but one of the main branches I'm not sure it was during a storm or what, but just broke off, or got maybe, you know, it just broke off from the branch. And you know what? Those peppers quit growing. It was cut off from the life, the life source. They just shriveled up. We don't want to be cut off from the life source. We want to stay strong in the life source because then fruit will be born. Because when we stay strong in the vine and when the light is growing and glowing from us, we're going to be able to help other people. We're going to be have, a, have a ministry of life to others, a ministry of reconciliation, his ambassadors. Amen? This union with him. Verse 10 again. This truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus, our life giver. Who, I just like this. And see this in your life now as we read it in areas that you might call death or that are bad or not good. And this can be in your body could be in your mind, could be in your emotions, could be in relationships, could be in finances, whatever. The revelation of the anointed Jesus, our, or we could say my life giver, say that. Jesus is my life giver. Who has dismantled death And there again, we could say, in our body or in our mind, any death, and we're talking about bad, not good. Fear is part of bad. If you're dealing with fear, dread, that's not good. Fear torments us. 
You do not have to have any fear of punishment from God in Jesus Christ. There is no condemnation in him. You are freed. A lot of the songs alluded to that this morning as well. But Jesus will dismantle it in our lives. Obliterating. Say that word. Obliterating. That's a good word, isn't it? He obliterates death. Obliterating all its effects on our lives. This is a good verse to meditate on for a long time, maybe 15 times at least, huh? Obliterating all its effects on our lives and has manifested his immortal life in us by the gospel. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to read at least one more, one more verse here. Because this is First John five, starting at verse eleven. Do we have that? First John 5, verse 11. You can look at it. If you have, your, have a Bible or a phone with you, you could look it up. Those online, look at it with me. Go get, grab your Bible from wherever you have it. First John 5, Verse 11. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. Or my side margin there says, has the life or the life. I mean, this is life with a capital L life. This is Zoe with a capital Z life. That's what you have. That's what I have. We have life. But he who does not have the Son of God does not have life, does not have the life. You don't have the life. You really don't have life without him. This is the Bible. This is the Word of God that I'm reading this morning. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. We don't, it's not a hope so, maybe so thing that when I leave this earth, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. It's a no-so. It's a no-so. 
And it's just as real, in fact, more real than this life. This life is so short and so temporary. But how focused we can get on it, can't we? I mean, it's like it's everything. The daily hassles or the daily problems or the daily this's and that's. Well, we're getting a new perspective here this morning. That you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. And I think I'll just close with this here, verse 14 and 15. Now this is the confidence. That's, that's hope. That's expectation of good. That's hope. Confidence that we have in him. In who? We have confidence in him. That's one of those in him verses. In Christ, Jesus. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now how can we ask something according to his will? His word is his will. His word is truth. John 17, 17. And his word is his will. Requirement basics. It's one of the basics. It's like this is a football for faith. That to ask something in faith, we need to know it's God's will. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, this is the Bible I'm reading. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. That's worth a northern Minnesota hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Dean and I were talking about that this week. Is it Gentilovan? How do you say that? Gentilovan. You know, we're kind of that way. And I think you're kind of that way too, most of us. We kind of had a little bit of a taste of we have had, and we still do with Darlene Colson because she was from down south, you know. But uh, that's just, you know, anyway. Speak for myself. Watch what you say, right? Not most of us. Some of us, a few of us, or whatever. Did you have anything more that you wanted to say this morning, or is that? <laughs> Actually, Joyce had a great word this morning. She was getting ready in her her uh, bathroom this morning and she had a tape going on or it's not a tape I guess a CD I guess it was but it really stood out to me it really confirmed the direction I was going with this because well maybe why don't you 
Why don't you say it? Because I'm not sure. I got the train of thought exactly. Just come over in the light here. CD by Keith Moore. Um, free, clear to hear. But this is a phrase he had based on, I didn't write the scripture down. Do you know the scripture? What? Probably Romans 8.1. You can't be fear-free until you are condemnation-free. Then he said this. Before you can get rid of fear, you have to get rid of guilt. Chew on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well... As in Romans 8, 1, in Christ Jesus, there is no longer condemnation. And again, it goes along with a lot of the songs we sang this morning. In fact, was there a song that you think would go, do you? <laughs> well, why don't you, let's have the worship team come up and you pick out one that we'll close with here as we go. Yeah, it is true. And, and Dane could not have known what I was, you know, in the natural, what I was going to talk about, because this isn't was a, what I was going to really talk about today. I just got it this morning. The, at least most of the message I had, anyway. Not what we were going to do. But, but it's what the Lord wanted this morning. It's for you. It's for us. This morning. For you. For all of us. So we're guilt-free in Jesus Christ. We have no punishment in Christ Jesus. Ooh, did I do that? Danny, would you be free to lead us in a prayer? You. <laughs> Why don't you come up here? This is a request for prayer for Paul Gazalka coming. This is, was that on Tuesday? That's for the meeting. You just come back here. Danny Anderson is running for County Commissioner for what ward is that? District in? 4. District 4 yeah. this year. Which is the northern half of Beltrami County. And he shared with me about this event that's coming. I think we have a poster somewhere for it. But here, here but it's, let's, let's pray about that meeting for Paul Gazalka, Marilee, his wife, too. That's his wife's name, Marilee. But then what's, whatever's going on there, just for that event, but then also we hear that the President of the United States is coming to yep. Bemidji. Yep. Is that first, right? Yes. First time I'm aware of that a standing president's ever been to Bemidji. And I, I haven't researched it for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's been that way. So, oh, okay. Well, why don't you come over here and stand there, and I'll put that in front. But the thing would be pre for prayer for the president's coming, you know, and just 
for protection there too, I'm sure. What does he do? Does he just land in the he's airport? He's landing or? in the airport. Uh, he's going to give a little speech, and then he's going to board again, and then head on to Wisconsin. This is kind of a brief stopping point from here to Wisconsin. So, so is he going anywhere else in Minnesota? Um, as of right now, I'm not aware of. I mean, he was in Mankato about a month ago, five weeks ago or so. How did he pick Bemidji? Well, you don't know. I don't know. That I don't. <laughs> okay. I know there were on the uh, RMC huh. um, convention, there was a Minnesota guy that was speaking from over by Cook. He spoke at the RNC one night. So, talking about the lumber and stuff like that, what goes on in northern Minnesota. So. Okay, well, let's all stand up and Danny will lead us in prayer and then we'll go to the song. Let them know up there what the song is so they can get it on. Counting every blessing. Okay, praise God. Lord, we pray for everybody in government and in our future government. And we pray for Paul Gazelka and give him your biting strength to hold strong because he is the, our star, stronghold right now in our, our state. And just give him the strength to keep moving forward and give him the knowledge to keep moving like he needs to, Lord. And we pray for all the upcoming uh, politicians that need to be in place where they need to be and we pray that where they need to be at that time and we pray for President Trump and his divine protection against, uh, against the evil coming towards him Lord Amen. he just, uh, just all the divine protection that he needs yes Amen 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 we all agree in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everyone said, Amen. 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 Thank you, Danny. And if you haven't, if you aren't registered to vote, please do, and please find out where the candidates stand, if it lines up with the Word of God, and then vote for them. Amen. I will have a little bit more information. There's going to be a couple of judges I'm going to be talking to, so I have some more information on the judges as well. So next Sunday I'll have some more information of who, and, and then I'll have some papers for if you're not registered. I'll have them next Sunday as well, so we can get you registered to vote. So it's so important. Yeah, it's very but important. See, it's also important to pray. Yes. We need to be praying. They say every election is big, but I believe this is probably the most important election in the United States right now. It is, you know. is, yeah. So, hallelujah. Well, let's sing together. Thank you, Danny. I was blind, now I'm seeing in color. Did now I'm 
living forever. I had failed, but you were my redeemer. I've been blessed beyond all measure. I was lost, now I'm found by the Father. I've been changed from a ruin to a treasure. I've been given a hope and a future. I've been blessed beyond all measure. I am counting every blessing, counting every blessing, letting go and trusting when I cannot see. I am counting every blessing, counting every blessing. and we'll help you. It's not hard. You know, it's, a giving, it's a big decision, but it's not hard. It's, Jesus did the hard part. And we thank you your blessing, Lord, on the kids, 
Blackjack's already been back. Bemidji this coming week. You're blessed, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You can sing something else if you want.